Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fueled by Temperance Spirits, Edmonton's leading non-alcoholic beverage provider. Order online for doorstep delivery. Oilers fans, this holiday season, there is a lot to celebrate. And Temperance Spirits has you covered, curating the best non-alcoholic beverages to keep the party going into the new year. As a small Edmonton-based business, Temperance is rooted in community and bringing people together. Available online, enjoy fast local delivery to your doorstep in the greater Edmonton area. Whether you're hosting this year's holiday party or looking for the perfect gift, Temperance Spirits is your go-to source for celebrating without the buzz. To make your holidays brighter, order your favorite non-elk drinks at www.temperance-spirits.com and score a festive 15% off with the discount code SDPN. This season, let the Temperance Spirits online store be your secret to scoring a merry and festive celebration. You can stay connected with them at at Temperance Spirits on Instagram and Facebook. What's going on, Oilers fans? We're back. Oilers win 6-3 in a very fun backwards game over the New Jersey Devils. Got to say a special what's up to Andrew and Chad. He says he's new. Hockey from home sent him here. So hope we don't disappoint. Thank you for coming and stopping in. Give us a like. Hit subscribe. We're closing in on 100,000 subscribers. So we really appreciate everything. Uh, Yeah, I don't I don't even know what to make. I knew Mickinator's going to start off in the chat right away. Adam Ernie scores. Uh, as an Adam Ernie truther, I can say I always expected it. I knew he had it in him. I always had belief in him. And you know what? Uh, what I texted you, Dennis, during the game, right when Adam Ernie scored, Connor Brown should retire from hockey. Adam Ernie is now outscoring Connor Brown. Dude, the biggest L of this game is Connor Brown. Dude, he sits for the first time, and what do you know, Ernie scores his first goal. And a nice goal, too. Beautiful two-on-one with Hamlin. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore. If you're Connor Brown, bro, I... It, you've already had your your signing your your bonus. You hit it. Just just retire, man. Like like you're you're gonna ride off to the sunset with three million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm looking at this game, and you are so right. It's so backwards. Just weird. Like, the Oilers start off, and they're so strong well, on it. Before 
before, there's one thing I think that we, besides the Connor Brown being scratched and Adam Ernie getting in, in the warm-up, Connor McDavid wears pride tape. Huge, huge, uh, you know, thing to do. Couple guys too. Pick Pickard also had the pride tape going on in the goalie stick. I, I'm I only on Twitter saw uh, Connor McDavid, but I guess Calvin Pickard doesn't get the same level of shout out that Connor McDavid <laughs> does. But you know what? Kudos him. Awesome to see. Uh, I believe it was Pride Night in New Jersey. So yeah, yeah great to see. Uh, and you know, just wanted you want to see more of it. There's not much you to had, say. You had Nuge with the pride tape. You had the uh, I don't know what their mascot's called. The Devil. Yeah, he was wearing that custom uh, pride, pride jersey. jersey. Looks great. Like, I mean, I love the colors on there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It, it's so stupid for the NHL to take these celebration nights out because now you have players that are just doing it anyway. And if you carry through with your fines and whatever that you've threatened against other players, mm-hmm. bro, good fucking luck. You have McDavid, Nugent Hopkins. I guess Pickard maybe might hurt his wallet a little bit more, but other than that guys are just doing the pride tape i'm sure some of the devil's players had it on as well it's awesome like i love to see it and uh yeah nhl big l probably Mm -hmm. the the next biggest l is in uh, other than new jersey and connor brown yes and and new jersey exactly but it was weird the Oilers scored their goals in bunches i believe like if you group it together like five of their goals and i came within like a two minute stretch if you go the first minute of the first like 24 seconds in there were oilers were up like two nothing or whatever and then yeah. in the right at the start of the third period, it was three, three, four, three, five, three, right? But yeah, to get into the game, like right off the jump, Jack or not not Jack Hughes. I'm gonna mix them up all night, but <laughs> it was it, it was a rough night for Luke Hughes tonight. Bobbles the puck, yeah. Sam Gagne, Ryan McLeod, nice finish. He'd been he's been hearing it from fans and media all season long. So it was super nice to see him have a really good game, start finishing on some of those chances. Finally, he gets the Oilers started off. Great on finish. His like it, again, yeah. this is another game where it's Michael McLeod. His parents are in the building as well. <laughs> you love to see it. Ryan pops off with his goals tonight, and uh, I mean Michael didn't have a bad showing either. He showed up with two assists, I think. Yeah, but the a Mc- good was... night for the McLeod household. Parents were at the game. He saw, I believe it was they showed on the broadcast. The mom had the Devil's hat on, an Oilers scarf on, cheering for both sides. But you know what? We like to see the Oilers take the W, and they did that tonight. Ryan McLeod, excellent. I believe it was his second career two-goal game. Hopefully he can carry this consistency. He has all the tools. A player with all the tools that just doesn't utilize them quite how you'd like to see him utilize them. He doesn't uh, all the time, but you see it in bursts. You see him be able to create the magic. You see the speed. You see what happens when he's put on a line with Leon Dreisel. And that second line is another storyline, right? They, they were struggling. Yeah. Um, and you let's see it. In- in a single third period, right? Mm-hmm. You saw that line just explode. The dry saddle one is more of a pickoff, very vintage dry saddle. You call that the line. I mean, McLeod does put a little bit extra pressure with the speed. Yeah. Gets in the four check. Dry saddle then gets a picks off a turnover. And we don't. We're not going to do these goals in sequence because mm-hmm. let's talk about this shuffle from Knobloch. Obviously, yeah. the first line, dynamite. You you do not touch this first line. Right, like McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman. We saw a little bit of time when they they tried out a couple other things, and it just did not work. You go back to them tonight. Uh, Nuge has has one, and McDavid had one. I think that was it for the first line, right? Uh, Nuge had one, and McDavid had one. Yeah, it was McLeod had two, McDavid had two, Drysaddle had one, and Ernie. 
<laughs> and, and Ernie. Like, it, it's nuts because that first line is generating so many opportunities. They're, they're like the best line in the NHL right now. And if, if I remember, it's like expected goals per 60 is 10% it, it's, above it's, the next best line. It's stupid. Tonight, McDavid, Newt Hopkins, and Hyman had a 92 expected goals percentage when they were on the ice. Only 8% of the expected goals belonged to the Devils when they were on the ice. The puck was always in the devil's end it was the oilers were controlling the game in that line that line is the most dominant line the oilers have ever had ryan nugent hopkins was excellent tonight one of the best games uh i can remember from him in a long time and he had a hundred and something points last year he was outstanding the only thing and, and, and this kind of showed up in the complaints right when the oilers fell down three to two the oilers were passing up grade a shot opportunities new Hopkins had two glorious chances in the slot in the second period the Oilers outshot the devils 18 to 6 in that second period they were by far the better team and that that second period is kind of the microcosm of a, a, a view of the whole Oilers season right outshoot yeah. dominate control the expected goals grade a chance after grade a chance devils go the other way three on two off the Oilers, but that second line, the defensive presence, not there. If we're talking about the Devils' third goal, the Meyer goal that they scored. Uh, just in Calvin Pickard, you'd like to see the stop. Oilers need a better goalie. What else is new? Obviously, you don't expect much from Calvin Pickard. Like, he was excellent against Knight. Or Here's is he good thing. enough? I, not excellent. Good enough. He's he's good enough. He's the best goalie in this game. Came out with an 8.85 yeah. percentage. Vanacek, after the second period, it looked like the Oilers were going to get goalied again, right? If, that, if You have this New York road trip, and you're looking down guys like Sorokin. You're looking down guys like, uh, oh, my God. Shesterkin. Shesterkin. And then all of a sudden, you look at New Jersey, and you go, okay, this is one where we, we can actually just blow them up. We mm -hmm. don't have to worry about their goalie tandem. Schmid comes in, gets run out immediately. Yeah, seven, two goals and seven shots. Two goals on seven shots. And those seven shots came in the first six minutes of the game. Yeah. And then Vitek Vanacek comes in. And all of a sudden, for the next 10 minutes, the Oilers can't get a single shot on net. All Devils. It's just all Devils. And there was a little bit of a late first period burst. But then the second period was all Devils. And it looked so bad for the Oilers to be facing down Vitek Vanacek, who's not like the guy. He's not like a, an absolute Vesna candidate every year. He's He just absolutely stifled the Oilers until this third period explosion. Exactly. And, and, and the chances weren't any better than they were getting. Like I thought, okay, so it started out the Oilers' first 10 minutes, dominant, buzzing, chance after chance after chance. Devils could not get anything going. They couldn't complete their pass. They couldn't skate within the neutral zone. They couldn't create anything. Next 10 minutes of the first, Oilers do not get a shot. Again, this game where the Oilers in the first period lost that momentum is when they get that first power play to me. They come out. The first unit doesn't look good at all. They don't get a shot. They can't complete a pass. Leon Dras had a giveaway in the in the corner at one point. It looked like he was fighting it. He was trying to take those one-timers from everywhere. He really needed the goal that he got tonight. The fact that it came 5-on-5 five five is even... Uh, better but yeah that that first unit power play did not look good they come out they lose momentum the devils get energy off the kill and they come and they start pushing and by the uh start of the third period it's tied right the oilers couldn't really do anything about it and then in that second period it was all oilers the fact is the devils had six shots and two of them went in the back of the net that's the exactly. problem the oilers had 18 shots in that period they were good hyman 
And Nuge thought they scored. They had that one where it went off the post, kind of went, hit Vantrick in the back, rolled through the blue paint. Nugent Hopkins was create his shot is so deceptively hard. He creates great rebounds from it. Evan Bouchard hit a post. Uh, like the Oilers were creating. This was the period when we saw a lot of backlash on Nuge, right? He had that puck that hopped out to him, but he decided to pass it over to Bouch. 100% an overpass because Bouchard wasn't in a position to get a shot off. At that point, you know, you're looking down at, at a tie game. So you yeah. just start, you have to start taking some shots. And Nuge, I think there was a, it was in the second period also. He had that opportunity right down Main Street. I don't know how the play. Uh, I believe it's on the power play. I want to say the second power play, Nuge created an opportunity with his shot that was a rebound. I know the exact play you're thinking of. He's in the shot and he passes off to Hyman for Hyman to get the tap in. But yeah, that's the one. Yeah. He's he's striding down main. He had so much time. And you're right, like a nude shot is so good when he has the time and the space to pick his spot. But if that's our best criticism of Nuge, right? If yeah. that's the biggest criticism of Nuge is not taking the shot when he has the opportunity, damn. Nuge has been an absolute wagon for this team in the last little bit. And you know what's funny? I remember Ryan Nuge Hopkins for the longest time was labeled uh, as like a complimentary top six forward, an elite special teams guy, a guy that could be on your first unit power play, your first unit penalty kill. This is the first season since I want to say like uh, 11-12 or 13-14 or 14-15, like very early on in his career where he is not just a complimentary piece. No matter what line he is on, he's a driver. He is generating offense um, outside of the top players on his line. He is able to create outside of Connor McDavid. He is able to be that support driver that this team needs. He looks excellent. This guy's aging like a fine wine, and you'd never be able to tell if you looked at him. Yeah, like talking about other guys that are aging so incredibly well. This this game, Gagne. Oh, he was, he was up with he was with McLeod. He, Two assists, he was great. And then all of a sudden, he has to go down the tunnel because he gets hit in the face mm -hmm. by Aharnay's stick. And it, like that's a big, long stick because he's a big, long, gigantic guy. Yeah. So I, when that just swings and gets him in the chops, I, I'm hoping he's uh, going to be available. I don't know about you guys or anyone in the chat. Let me know if you all had the same flashback as me. But I just immediately, 12-13 season, I believe, Zach Cassian swings his stick, Sam Gagne in the mouth, teeth everywhere. I had flashbacks to that. But obviously, Gagne was okay, ends up getting the assist on McLeod's final goal. Uh, the Padua's up 6-3, put the Devils to shame. They got booed off the ice tonight. This is a weird game because you see last game, Drysaddle scores. So he has back-to-back -back games with 5-on-5 five -five goals. But it was a pretty much a sleeper. The, the Islanders, without like, three of their top four defensemen, they come out and the Oilers lay an absolute egg at the worst possible time. Like They've used up all their stinkers. Now they win a game. They win a game well against... What I know Devils fans aren't happy, but it is a good team. When you look at this team yeah. on paper, just like the Edmonton Oilers, this is a good New Jersey Devils team. They are a team that scares me. They are a team that can generate lots of offense up and down their lineup. Simon Nemich or whatever was excellent, I thought. I thought he was one of the Devils' best players. And that's the thing, right? You look at the defensive pairings on this team, right? Siegenthal and Nemec. Nemec is like 19, 20. He's, mm -hmm. he's a young, young guy. Same as like Hughes, Luke Hughes. He, they're young guys. 
Uh, Kevin Ball is also like a. Is this a rookie season? Like, I believe he's been around for a bit. He's just Devils always have like six defensemen and three of them. You're like, who the who who who, who is who? that guy? Siegenthaler, Kevin Ball, <laughs> Brendan Smith. I thought you retired like four years ago. Like what? But so like it, it, it's weird. So you you see this defense that the Oilers should be able to exploit. Yeah. But this game was so odd in, in that how the pacing went. Mm-hmm. The Oilers score too early and then they just have to wait all the way down to the third Th- This was a game that's like, we're back. It's over. We're back. It's over. We're back. It was the season in a game, right? It, that That's what the, it just felt. It was so strange. And McDavid in, in the first line was on. They made Knobloch comes out in the third. He makes a switch. He finally demotes Evander Kane, who has been really, really struggling. He's fighting the puck really hard right now. Although, like, I think that shuffle, mm-hmm. Evander Kane looked good afterwards. Like, that third period when he was out there with Ryan and Yanmark, and Ryan ended up, I think, ending, uh, he went off the ice near the end of the game. Yeah, I saw people in chat talking about it. And uh, and it, they, he might be hurt, might not be. We'll wait to see if Knobloch gives an update in the press conference. Let us know. We're obviously not able to watch that. Please let us know. I think um, Dryside all ended up taking those shifts for the the last the, the final fourth line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Derek Ryan, Matthias Yanmark, and Evander Kane they were actually doing really well in the third period. I I like the play of putting Evander Kane lower down in the lineup, simplify your game, get in, get in on the forecheck, and you saw. I know it didn't result in the goal, but you saw earlier on even with Dryside, him and Drysdale just don't work together. Drysdale needs yeah. better complementary players, guys who could. <laughs> Uh, carry the puck. Evander Kane can ca- kind of carry the puck, but he can't really pass. Like, that's a van- yeah. when, where Evander Kane's shortcomings are. He can't really pass, so Dressel can't really play off him in the offensive zone, and they just don't really mesh well together, but we saw early on, I believe also in the second period, Kane getting frustrated, gets in on the forecheck, demolishes Luke Hughes, and creates a really good scramble opportunity in the net, which Vandercheck ends up covering. But that's kind of what you got to see from Evander Kane when he's being successful, when he goes on those shooting percentage heaters where he scores eight goals in eight games, uh, where he gets in, he gets physical, and he just got to play in straight lines, and he's not going to be the most defensively aware player ever, but you just need him to simplify. And and, and Leon Dreisel needs players he can play off of. The thing about having Ryan McLeod on your line, whether you like that you, you think he sticks to the outside, whether he frustrates you, whatnot, he is able to hang onto the puck in the offensive zone under pressure. He can allow for Leon to get into those open spaces. He could do things like they try Matthias Yanmark on there. does not work at all because Yanmark doesn't have that skill. Warren Fogel does have that skill down low, but I find kind of upper on the boards, you know, between the circles. Doesn't, not the most effective player at hanging onto the puck under pressure. Yet McLeod does have that skill, and I think he might be the best option until uh, Dylan Holloway comes back. So I'd like to see uh, McLeod up there still, but that does create, I know he doesn't create much off, hasn't created much offense this season. It does create a bigger hole at third line mm-hmm. center. Um, but it'll be interesting to see uh, does Brown come back? Like, like I, you, the level of embarrassment that Connor Brown should have. Like, I get getting scratches embarrassing, but Adam Ernie, the guy, the oh. this burnt toast guy, this guy who can do absolutely nothing. He's the worst player I've seen put on an Oilers jersey in the last fifteen years, and he comes out and he scores a beauty two on one goal. He was my punching bag. I was every <laughs> opportunity I had, I'd blame something on him, and, and you know. I- I wouldn't have been surprised if Adam Ernie, if he got interviewed tonight, he was like, hey, suck it. And then, yeah. like, it's so funny because that two-on-one with Hamlin, they they both looked like they had the Jets. Like, those did not look like fourth-line guys. And the hands, the finish on, on Ernie's goal. Right around so, Vanacek. 
so unbelievable. But yeah, you, you talked about it, that change uh, in the third period, McLeod, Dreisaitl, Fogel. I agree. I think if you leave McLeod on Dreisaitl's wing and, and Holloway takes Fogel's spot, that just leaves too much of a, a hole at third line center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Ryan, he can do it in a pinch, but I don't think that's the go-to. Yeah. Uh, I really like Ryan Hamblin and Gagne. I mean, as long as they're staying healthy, I think that that should be the fourth line. Oh, yeah. Uh, as long as the other lines can can hold water. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and Yanmark and Kane, like, if if they can just drive play a little bit, if they can keep themselves out of the defensive zone, like, that's, that's all we really want in a third line, right? The third oh, and fourth yeah. line... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. How many years have we been in the situation of just don't get scored on, let McDavid and Dreisaitl's lines carry the load for the rest of the way? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? We are struggling with with uh, with Leon. Leon's line was struggling. Like the, the Oilers will eventually, and you hear Bob Stoffer float it in the intermission, and when you know when he floats it, that's what they're thinking. Outside of a goalie, the, one of their biggest needs is now a third line right wing just because Connor Brown's flopped so hard and obviously they're not gonna just send him to China like they're gonna try and see when he gets back in the lineup can he produce better will he start going to the hard areas will he start driving the net will he start putting the puck actually on target and not missing the net by eight feet but because you paid for him already well oh yeah it's like- exactly it's over it's over you paid him the bonus you owe him the bonus you better work it out but this is what you love to see. You see the Oilers come out They in the past, like during that 2-9-1 stretch, when the Oilers would come out and they dominate opponents, their goalie would suck, and they would get really frustrated. They knew they weren't going to get the saves. They weren't able to capitalize on their chances, and they kind of just folded. But you see, they come out in the third period. Kane starts with Ryan and Yanmark, uh, and the Devils do have a good chance in the third. Nemich misses an open net. It looks like it was saved. I, I want to say it was either Nurse or CeCe who kind of saved it. A goal there. Yeah, it looked like with a the stick or yeah, something. Yeah, good defensive play. It goes the other way. And that first line, Connor McDavid waits, 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 puts it in an open net. Just absolutely undresses Vitek Vanacek. And it, the ball just went rolling in the next 69 seconds. Like the next shift. Kevin Ball right to Leon Drysaddle in the slot. Yes, he's struggling. You do not. Well, he was struggling. You do not turn the puck over to Drysaddle there. No mistake. Back in roofs it top corner at about this much real estate to put the puck in and did it. No problem and then obviously you think okay whatever the oilers are that's for sure as deep out as it can get no the next shift another turnover two on one for the oilers oh 57 who is that Connor mcd no it's not the 97 no it's 57 adam ernie on the other side back in what what tucks it around vtech vanishek like we talked about this goal already but five three and the devils were absolutely finished like that is an embarrassing 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 play 
And here's the thing. I love also seeing those sellies. Like the McDavid sellie, amazing. He tied the game. Drysaddle getting the monkey off his back, amazing. Ernie Selly, bro, has scored. I don't know when was the last time he scored. So those are just amazing celebrations. Yeah. But later on in this period, they get the work boots back on. Drysaddle, during one of one of his later shifts, he he like took a knee. He was ready to block a shot. He was waiting for it. And that's what I love to see as well. You're you're Leon Drysaddle. You're scoring goals now. You're able to drive play again. You have some complimentary guys on your wings now that you can actually play with. But he's still no. I'm taking. I'm taking a knee. I'm going to try and block some shots. I'm going to try and keep Pickard from leaking this game for us, right? Like I love to see that. Um, McLeod, obviously, that that final goal caps it off. Just Cody CC. He's 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 never going to score. Never, but- never. The guy gets so many glorious chances. If it was anyone else, if it was Simone Benoit on the point, he'd have six <laughs> goals by now. It's like. You just know it's not going in. and But, like, you get excited because you see the opportunity first, but then it's you coming. see who it is, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. If it was anyone else, in. if it was anyone else, they would put that in the back of the net, no problem, because they generate so many chances from that point. They give their right shot defensemen when they jump up in the play so many different opportunities. Before we continue on, uh, I just want to say, yeah, we only got 25 people. It's a kind of a light show tonight, an early one, a weird time, weird game. You- you know, if the Devils won tonight, this would not be the case. Devils fans yeah. love to come in here and chirp us. Exactly. But when the, when we, the Oilers win, and that's it for this it's season. Quiet. It's easy. It's so nice. But yeah. Two Oilers dubs over the Devils. Uh, Just you know, hit like. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going with Subscribe to that. the channel. Well, as as Zach mentioned, we're trying we're trying to hit 100k. I mean, the SDPN Independent Journalism. If you love it, if you want to support hockey, independent hockey journalism, let us know. We're not really journalists, but I'm sure there's guys that that will carry that bill for us at the SDPN. Um, you you want to start winding this down? You want to start talking about uh, uh things beyond this? Uh, sorry, I want to bring up one more thing. Calvin Pickard, third period. Mm-hmm. This this pass that's going and you could see it. It's he's he's racing down. And how many times do you see a goalie try and beat a, a, a skater to the puck and ends up falling flat on his ass? And, and all of a sudden, it's just another goal. Uh, the easiest goal someone could ever score. Dude, Calvin Pickard is so fast. Yeah. How rare is it that you see a goalie that can just absolutely skate? Well, just I'll tell you what the key to that play is right there. The key to that play is no hesitation, right? He sees the puck and he doesn't hesitate. He immediately starts skating. He goes and he gets there first. We've seen it with Skinner a handful of times where he wants to make that play. He gets about, you know, 10 feet outside the goal and he hesitates and he thinks, oh, should I go back? Like the guy might beat me. And that's when you always lose that race. Calvin Pickard, no hesitation. He's actually one of the better puck handling goalies we've kind of seen in the last, you know, five years outside of Mike Smith or whatever. Jack Campbell, outside of every, like, if there's one thing I can give him a compliment on, he was a decent puck handler. Stuart Skinner yeah. struggles with puck handling, and that's definitely bit him in the butt a few a few times. I like what Austin said in chat. Not going to lie, I didn't feel good going into the third period. Noblaw's adjustment at the intermission was demoting Kane and promoting McLeod. Paid off big time. Love to see it. I'm right there with you. 
I thought it was over at the end of the second period. I was, I thought they were going to fold. I was ready to come on here and talk about no playoffs, this, that. But they come out and they, I know it's a tall task. The New York Rangers are good. They come out, they beat the New York Rangers and go into the Christmas break at 500. It, that would be, that's unreal accomplishment in the long term, just given how the team has started, uh, all the things that this team has had to overcome. And think about last year too, right? We had this similar thing where there was a little bit of a road trip around the end of the year. And then or this just shift. All of a sudden, it was just no looking back. A game so, in New York. It was a game in New York too. The game in New York. We're, we're, here's the hope, right? I mean, we're, <laughs> we're going to be realistic. We're not going 66-15-1. No. But if we are able to just keep that pace from last year and and have a, well, a, a nice rest of the season to close it off i'm happy well the, the last year the back of the season the Oilers played at almost a i believe it was like 750 winning percentage which is like Nuts. president's trophy caliber um they're <laughs> always a second half team so we'll have to see what happens there. like i truly do believe that they will like again you see the islanders game and you get so frustrated i don't know how a team could be so good and then so bad and then so good and then so bad. And obviously, like, they will make a move for a goalie. We got to hope that it's a good enough goalie that can actually, you know, start in the playoffs or whatever. Once they get a goalie, though, this team will be rolling. Every win with a Calvin Pickard in net, uh, uh, honestly, right now, a win with some wins with Stuart Skinner in net are just gravy. It's extra. You feel good. That's one in the bank before you eventually gives you it's a, it's a little bit of extra time for you to go out and find that goalie because we know that eventually will come. Uh, you know, we're going to continue on. I'm sure we got a bunch more stuff to talk about. We got a bit more to talk about, obviously, but. Uh, just, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out to the chat right now. So if anyone's got any press conference questions, throw them in chat. Let us know. We'll get to them in a bit. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna start by phrasing you. Here's here's one of uh, another wild stat. Pickard 4-0-0 lifetime against the New Jersey Devils. What on earth? Mickey Mouse uh, franchise. <laughs> but I, I see the Devils as this like Oilers light, right? It's going to it, it's they're going to get there. They have guys that are still young. They're going to get there. And it's going to be so, so scary when they do. But let's shift into the press conference. Well, before, we'll give some people some time to throw a question or two in chat here. One thing I want to say, this was Jack talking at the end of the game after the was that sealed the deal. It was like with 30 seconds left. He was talking about uh, just how their playoff-bound team struggling with their goaltending. And manual. he's like, you look around the league, and he pointed out Carolina, and I'm just like, the lack of self-awareness right now is just unbelievable, Jack. You're the play-by-play man for the Edmonton Oilers, and you say that about the New Jersey Devils? You say that about the Carolina Hurricanes? <laughs> Buddy, come on. Just infuriating I, stuff. I love Zach. I love Jack. I love Zach as well, but I love Jack. He's he's a cool guy, but man, <laughs> it's, there's some things uh, that you don't, you just don't want to comment on. No, um, Zach, I wanted to ask you this question: goaltending. Now, Pickard has come off of a W, but we're up against probably one of the best goaltenders in the world, uh, Igor Shosturkin. You're gonna be going into Madison Square Garden tomorrow. There's no time here to rest. Who are you gonna play in that? Well, I it mean, has it, to be Skinner. It, it has to be Skinner for, for you know fatigue reasons. <laughs> But if Pickard says, hey, I'm good to go, is there a choice there? Is there no, an option? No. Like Calvin Pickard is not uh, – this isn't Dave Tippett and Mike Smith. There's no love affair going on between Nobla and uh, and Calvin Pickard. Like Calvin Pickard's done his job. As, well, if Calvin Pickard got a shutout tonight, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. But I don't see any reason to not start Stuart Skinner tomorrow. You just got to hope that the Rangers are kind of off their game. Your offense – 
I know you've struggled throughout the season. It's been up and down, but like this is such an important game tomorrow. Winning this game makes like obviously tomorrow's game would have been important regardless, but like winning this game puts you one game under 500. You are so close to being able to enter the break at 500. Again, given that hard start, like the Oilers were so far below the playoff, they were literally dead last in the NHL when they lost dead to last. San Jose. Like they, this is such an important game. You go into the break, you get to, everyone gets to go, get a couple days, get healthy, hang out with your families, a little bit of refresh, then you go on the road to California. The Oilers need that win tomorrow. It's going to be really tough. They're, they got to go with Stuart Skinner. They still clearly believe in Stuart Skinner because, again, one of the things coming out of the Oilers is, oh, we just need a 1B to play behind Stuart Skinner. We just need a 1B. No, 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 no. But, but if that is the internal belief in the organization, then you would, you would expect them to play Stuart Skinner in an important <laughs> game tomorrow. And you would expect Stuart Skinner to play really well tomorrow. It's going to be really interesting to see how he sees. The Rangers' power play is deadly. I believe they're the mm. best in the NHL by a little bit. Here's the thing. That's the other thing. Uh, no no penalties tonight. Yeah. No yeah. penalties against the Devils. Glad you brought that up. There, it, I mean, there were a few points where they probably <laughs> could have called the Oilers on to penalties. I want to say there was Leon or someone else took down a Devil kind of skating around behind the Oilers net. There were a few points, but... You know what? There were no egregious, obvious ones that really stuck out. Uh, and you know what? That's if the Oilers want to play like that. That's that's the way to have the one hundred percent penalty kill. Just don't take any penalties. Don't take penalties. I mean, you're right. Like New York Rangers power play percentage is thirty one point three percent. Good lord, you don't want to go have to go up against it. Uh, I, I have one question here from Mickinator. I we've already talked about it a little bit earlier, but we know we need a goalie. What other piece do we need? Oh my! Well, uh, my my thing is a top six right winger. You need someone yeah. to play with Leon Drysaddle that can actually support him in the offensive zone. You need now. Yeah. The follow up question. I'm trying to scroll back to see who said it. Can't do it. So you know what? Uh, the someone mentioned earlier. Jordan Eberle, Seattle's not having the great season. If they start sinking a little bit more, do you want to re reunite Eberle with the Oilers again? Eber oh, yeah, I, I saw it. I believe it was Swoosh talking about that, So I think. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I would love to see. I believe he still has another year left on his contract. You need the Kraken to retain him. Uh, from what you know, you've been hearing and seeing on Twitter, like they it sounds like they're looking for more scores, so I doubt they'd be interested in getting rid of one of their kind of the consistent offensive weapons uh, in Jordan Everly, but like, yeah, would absolutely love to see Jordan Everly. That's like one of the perfect players. He's a taller Kyler Yamamoto that can finish. He, uh, he's really he's he, excellent. Everyone in Everly, in Ever, in Everly, everyone in Edmonton loves Jordan Everly. Uh, he'd be he would be a great fit. He would be a great fit. It's just a matter of can you get him fifty percent retained? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because I mean. <laughs> Everyone, I hope at this point, has turned back around on Everly. Like there were some guys that chased him out of the out of town, but I'm hoping that everyone has turned back around on Jordan Everly. And I also fully agree. Jordan Everly returned to Edmonton. I'd love that. Yeah, uh, he does have a modified no trade clause according to his contract. So I don't know if it's part of it. It's a 16 team no trade list. Oh, he he hanged. He lives in Calgary in the off season. He spent time in Edmonton. I doubt. I, I doubt it, but you know what? You never know. They can always ask him to wave, and I'm sure if the Edmonton is a playoff team that he would love to come play in the playoffs in Edmonton. He last played in the playoffs in Edmonton in 2017, so you know what? I'm sure he'd love to do it again, and he didn't have a goal uh, in that playoff, so 
They ended up trading him for Ryan Stroman. Everyone else knows the rest of that story. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Eberle would be nice. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a, a decent amount of options though when it comes to finding a, a winger that you can kind of plug in in the top six with Leon Dreisaitl and give you the ability to uh, mix and match kind of. And I think it's not unreasonable for a re- retention. I mean, his contract ends this year. He's going to be a UFA next is he? year. Yeah. It, so so it's, this is the only year left. This is the last oh, year. Either for I think it was two years left. So then I think it's much more uh, it's likely. It's a perfect then. fit. Yeah. It's, I mean, we'll see. Uh, the season did not start the way we wanted to. No. So who knows where this season will go? Uh, <laughs> I Let's do one more question. You, you good with one more question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to ask you from Luke in chat. When will Adam Ernie get the recognition as an offensive juggernaut that he rightfully deserves, Zach? Well, well I think the two people that should recognize Adam Ernie are both myself and Connor Brown. Connor Brown, <laughs> again, Connor Brown should retire. Like, so embarrassing that Adam Ernie has more goals than you. You, I just like can't even put it into words into what unfolded. Like there was a chance that Connor Brown was going to come back in the lineup tomorrow. Zero, zero chance. You're taking out Adam Ernie, and it's funny because one of the Devils' goals came off a neutral zone or giveaway, like right at the blue line by Adam Ernie. I was really upset. I tweeted, "I'm like, oh, took over right where Connor Brown left off from the Islanders game giveaway in the neutral zone, and cannot they go the other way and score? You know who scored that one?" Timo Meyer, yeah. the dude who had a nine-point drought. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's so funny. Every time, we, both times we played the Devils, I'm like, is Timo Meyer injured? Like, where the yeah. hell is Timo Meyer? Because I just remember the haul, the goals that got. He was so such a big deal and just been a ghost. Uh, that is a nerve-wracking contract if that guy can't get it back on track. But yeah, Adam Ernie put him to shame with the finish on his goal in that two-on-one. Just unreal hands, unreal play. You see the celebrations. I know you talked about it earlier, but that's also the key too. Like we've seen how many games where the Oilers have been, you know, up. Connor McDavid scores a beautiful goal and the only celebration you get a, and then that's it. But you just see when McDavid ties that game, is it his prettiest goal? Absolutely not. It's just a shot from the slot on pretty much an open net. And the celebration <laughs> is huge. Dry sidle right after next shift, backhand Vanacek shoulder giant celebration how many times do we see leon drysdale just nonchalantly go in the corner and hug his teammates right these goals mean so much to these guys right now they're fighting so hard to get back in get these guys a goalie get this team back on track beat the rangers tomorrow and you come out it's a fresh season 500 after christmas love it i mean let's let's hope that happens the next game is tomorrow it's a 5 30 mountain time puck drop hopefully and we're going to be in madison square garden hopefully the guys get some good rest i know the traffic's not going to be that that crazy uh avery will have the post game show for you afterwards tune back into the sdpn youtube channel zach that's it for us tonight where Absolutely. can they find you you can find me on twitter at zero ninety seven praising adam ernie dennis where can they find you you can find me on Twitter X when it works. It, it was down for a large part of the night tonight. Uh, you can find me at Dennis Lee Y-E-G. That is it for us tonight. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Uh, this is, I guess, a no. There was like one Devils fan. Shout out to to that guy. Uh, Mitch to Elia. Shout out to you, man. Thanks for being here, even though you guys took the L tonight. And thanks for being so nice. It's like the nicest Devils fan we've ever had on the show. Absolutely. The (laughs) nicest Devils fan. Devils fans and Kings fans. Just, man, just mean. But 
that's it. That's all. You said it the best. I can't say it any better. One more time. Hit like. Hit subscribe. Closing in on 100,000 subscribers. Stay safe. Enjoy your night. That's all from us. Let's play La Bamba, play baby. La Bamba, baby. Good night.